Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration, and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. The Lord be with you. Tonight we return to the story of Jesus' birth as it is told in the Gospel of Luke. This account is the narrative we read again and again this holy night, for this author gives us the most beloved detail. We yearn to see the scene play out, to hear the music of the angels, to feel the rush to the manger, to see what this star that pierces the night sky has come to proclaim. We so desire to believe the good news of the messengers that is the culmination of humanity's pain of birth. Don't be afraid. For unto us a sign has come that will be to all people on earth peace. Let us pray. O holy God, creator of heaven and earth, we thank you for the glimpses of heaven on earth. In the faces and the lights around us in this space, and those who are leaning in to this time of worship, even in the midst of fear, of challenge, of struggle, even when our view is obscured by clouds of doubt, you continue to light the flames of hope, of love, of joy, of peace within us. May we lift our hearts in praise. Amen.
Christmas comes. Christmas comes every time we see God in other people. The human and the holy meet in Bethlehem or in Times Square. For Christmas comes like a golden storm on its way to Jerusalem. Determinedly, inevitably. Even now it comes in the face of illness and conflict. No atrocious, no atrocity, too terrible to stop it. No Herod strong enough, no hurt deep enough, no curse shocking enough, no disaster or pandemic shattering enough. For someone on earth will see the star, someone will hear the angel voices, someone will run to Bethlehem, someone will know peace and goodwill. Christ will be born. Someday I'll learn which way to take the mask off so I don't take off my microphone. It's good to be with you. Thank you for braving the weather and coming here to be with us on this late Christmas Eve night. We are, part of my job is to um, remind everybody of the candle rules. Have you all been reminded of these before? So if... I'm going to light your candle, so I'm going to get my candle lit here, and I'm going to come see you, and you're going to tip your candle to mine. Because if I tip my candle to yours, then you'll be going, Pastor Kathy, you spilled hot wax on me, and I don't want that to happen. So we will do that at the end of the service and try to make sure that nobody gets burned. Of course, I raised three children and they always went home with wax on their hands, but it was on purpose. Um, And so we are gathered here and there have been many ways throughout the year since the church changed in so many ways in March in terms of how we receive um, our offering. I invite you to explore any one of those, which includes our boxes, giving online. We're just grateful. Um, This is one of those nights when the thing that feels most important is that we are together, that Jesus was born, and that we come this night to celebrate that, and that we come this night in a year when I've said over and over, oh, come Jesus, we really need you. So let us give honor and thanks to God for all that we've been given in this gift-giving season, knowing that all that God wants is for us to give ourselves back. I invite you to join me in the doxology. Gracious God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the music and the beauty of this night. We give you thanks for the music that is to come and all the gifts that it represents. A time of reunion, a time of introduction, a time of blessing. Because you have given us this life in this space. In Jesus' name we give you thanks.
Good evening, church. Thank you, Adrian and Hannah. That was wonderful. It is indeed a blessing to be able to come with our hearts open and engage our God in a conversation, especially on this night as we come to celebrate God's great gift to the world. When we think of all that is happening around us, when we think of all that we have been through, to be able to connect with God in this meaningful way, the gift of prayer is indeed a special blessing for us all. So let's go to God together in prayer. Gracious and almighty God, your people have gathered this night, this night that is so special to us, a time when you have shown us the depth of your love, showing us how far you are willing to go to reach us, to teach us, to save us. Lord, we are gathered in awe, in awe of how you move and work in our lives, in awe of how you will choose to come to your people. Our hearts come and we have so much that would burden us, so much that would weigh us down. We, of course, open our hearts for all of those who are in need of healing from COVID, in need of any healing of any kind, whether it be physical healing, whether it be relationships, whether it be in the spirit or in the mind. We know that you are the healer, the one who comes to us tonight, of course, healed so many and heals us still. Lord, we pray for your protection against the storm that is moving amongst us. We know that the one who comes to us tonight was the one who quieted the storms. But more importantly, he would walk through us with them, letting us know the true security and the true peace that only he can provide. Lord, we come tonight and we stand in awe of all that you do. And as we are overcome by this gift, the greatest gift of all, let us receive him with joy. Let us receive him with love as he moves among us now in new ways. Let us take his message. Let us remember what he has given and freely give of ourselves to others. Let us follow his example because the one who comes to us tonight has indeed changed the world. So let us bless his name. Let us follow his lead. And let us lift him high. In Jesus' most holy name we pray and ask. Amen. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph, from the town of Nazareth in Galilee, to Judea, to the city of David, called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn.
Christmas. It has been a really long time since I've been here, and I feel really good about being here tonight, especially on this really wonderful occasion. Um, so it's, it's nice to be here to worship with everybody. Um, so tonight's reading, second reading, is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 2, 8 through 20, and Isaiah 52, verse 7. And there... And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were sore afraid. But the angel said unto them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to men. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen them, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about them, about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Isaiah 52, verse 7. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. This is the word of our Lord. So here we are, this holy night, and I think you've probably heard that Jesus was born. The Bible tells us that they found him wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Maybe he was in Mary's arms, or maybe he was in Joseph's arms as Mary rested. What we do know is that he was new and he was born. And the star shone over the place and they found him. My hope is that tonight and in the coming days of this next new year, that we, you and I and all who listen, will find him again tonight. A woman who adopted her daughter from a country across the world 
writes, when she learned that she was going to be adopting this baby girl who was really going to be a toddler by the time she got her, she knew of her, but she didn't know her. She had not met her. She writes these words, how did they find my daughter? I wasn't there for her birth. I never saw her mother, and I wasn't there when they found her. She was just left. I never saw the place. Not at that time, anyway. I wasn't there for the birthing or the finding. I didn't know, was she laying naked? Was she wrapped in swaddling clothes? Was she laying on the dirt, shreds of a blanket wrapped around her? And we look at Jesus, who was wrapped in swaddling clothes, and he was not an orphan. Jesus was not an orphan. And yet, even coming into the place where he was born, for whatever reason, people couldn't make room for him. Just like now, so many people struggle to make room for Jesus in their hearts and in their lives. And I don't know why. I don't understand that. Why do we not make room? Why do we not make room for the birth of a baby boy when his coming had been told for hundreds and hundreds of years before this time? Just as we wonder, why was there no room anywhere for a nearly naked little girl, a left-behind baby? How do we make room? What allows us, you and I, to make room for Jesus, the baby, the Christ, for orphans and strangers and people who are other to us, people we don't understand. Here's what we do know. It's Christmas Eve, and Jesus comes again. Jesus comes into this world this night, this week, when the stars join in the sky to make what's called a Christmas star. Something people in our lifetimes have never seen, and some of us didn't get to see. But people looked for it, just like people came looking for baby Jesus in the star. Jesus comes into this world no matter what. It's, there's nothing that can keep Jesus from coming into this world. Only we have to see. Are we willing to acknowledge once again to use this night as a time of saying, yes, Jesus comes once again. Jesus comes into this world when all is right, and Jesus comes into this world when it feels like it's broken into a million pieces. Jesus is born this night to us, a Savior, again. Jesus comes. He comes to pick up the pieces of us, the pieces of us right here, of those who are with us on screens, for those who are orphaned or lost or all alone. Jesus comes to pick up the pieces, even of an orphan girl. We hold, you and I, our hearts in our hearts, our stories, the places that need healing, the places that need tending, the places we don't talk about. We hold in our hearts a country and a world crying out for healing and hoping on this night that there will, in fact, be peace on earth. Sometimes when we call out to God, we don't even know what it is we're asking for. We can't even put to words what it is that we want. And yet Jesus comes again and again. He comes to those whose hearts are whole and filled with love and goodness and their world is just a gift. And he comes to whisper to all of us. To each of us, whatever is broken, whatever feels frightening, mixed up, falling apart, I am here, Jesus whispers. I am holding it 
with you. I am holding you. And I also come when all is good and celebratory and filled with joy. I am there, right there in it, holding it with you and holding you. He comes to take the broken things and make them into better things. He comes to help those of us who feel as though we can shine in the darkness with our faith. And he comes this night again to take all the things in us and around us and make them better things. How many times this past year have you or I, how many times have we felt like we lost our place because we were going to what we thought would be this and it turned out to be that? How many times have we not even been sure we recognize what it is we're supposed to do? How do we do our work, our ministry? How do we tend to our family? Sometimes we just like look back and think, what? How did we do that? Sometimes we look back and we think, how is this new and foreign land still the place where Jesus comes? A place where we've become tired of adapting and losing and missing out. So many things that we've missed. Wanting hugs from one another, from our families, from our dear friends. Wanting to come to church and talk and sit and hug and share time together. Jesus comes. When this mother finally was united with her toddler daughter, they went to the riverbank by the tall grass where this little baby girl had been found. And this brave and weary mother in this foreign land with a foreign language knelt down beside this little girl and said, Little one, little one, you were not abandoned here to be forgotten. You were not abandoned here to be forever lost. You were abandoned here to be found. We, who are gathered here on this night when Jesus comes once again, hear this, none of us, none of us in any walk in our life were abandoned in any place to be forgotten. We were put in places to be found in this place. However, you are with us in this space. You were placed in this space to be found and not forgotten. I want to change the scenery and invite you to imagine a little toddler boy. You don't have to imagine him. There he is. Standing in front of a beautiful Christmas tree, his eyes, his face lit up with all the light and the magic. And he stared at the tree for a while, and then he went and got figures from the nativity scene. We always let our kids touch and handle and hold the figures in the nativity. And he takes them one at a time, and first he picks up Mary, and he runs to me, and he puts Mary into my hands, and he looks up at me and says, Mama, Mama, and he patted my cheek as if I could have been that young woman who said yes. And then he runs back for Joseph, and he lifts him up, and he looks at me, and he says, Papa. And then, with his little boy, sweet little hands, he went and got baby Jesus out of the manger, and he held him in his hands, and he put him like this, and he went, shh, sleeping, sleeping. But then he brought him over, and what I was expecting was for him to go, Jesus? 
He didn't, though. He held the baby up next to his cheek and said, me. Me, Mama. Me. I looked at him, this little child of mine, and I said, yes, you. Yes, you, sweet baby boy of mine, you were made in the image of God. Yes, you. Yes, him, and yes, me, and yes, you. Made in the image of God, no matter who we are, where we came from, what we look like, how old we are, strong, afraid, frail. We were made in the image of God. Not only us, but our most difficult relative and uh, annoying neighbor, uh, the most resistant child or teenager or parent, a foreigner, a stranger, an other, we are each and all Jesus in the manger. We are not Jesus Christ. But as we look at baby Jesus and we think, why did he come? He came to show us the face of God. And God looks at us and says, I made you in my image. This night, more than ever, may we look at each other. May we look at each other and recognize that Jesus came so that a little boy and his mother, and indeed all of us may know that we are made in the image of God. And we celebrate this year after year after year. Why? Because we forget. We lose track. We bring this ritual around every year, the candlelighting, the hymns, the carols, the lights, the music. To remind us that no matter what life brings, no matter what feels frightening or mixed up or broken, falling apart, we get to hear these words. Jesus says, I am with you always. I am right there in it with you. We are called once a year to say, I believe. I believe that Jesus came. And I think about my little one, and late that night after I tucked him in his crib upstairs on Christmas Eve, I took the baby Jesus and held him in my hand, and I thought, you know, all there is to see, all there is to see is Jesus. He has known us forever. He's known us forever and ever before that. He knows our names. He knows you and I. He knows what we carry. He knows what we hide, what we long for, where the hurting places, where the joyful places are, yours and mine. And tonight, as we end Advent, the waiting is over. For unto us a Savior is born, and he is Christ the Lord. Christ who came to call you by name. And if you don't remember some of the names that he calls you, let me tell you. Jesus calls you friend. He says, you will never be rejected by me. Don't ever forget that. Jesus calls you saved. Hear me. He says, you will never be condemned. You are not condemned. Do not condemn yourself or your neighbor. Saved. Perfect and complete whole. And this is a lot of what we need to hear. We do not need to work for our self-worth. We do not need to work to be loved by God. 
You are, Jesus said, who I made you to be. You are enough. Forgiven. Hear me, you don't ever have to beat yourself up and you don't ever have to accept someone else's judgment on you because you are forgiven in Jesus' name. And you are chosen. We each are chosen to be who we are, to have the gifts that we have. And there is never a time, not now, not ever into the future, when you don't belong. This night and all the nights, it's the time when we don't just look at Jesus in the stable. We don't just look in the steamy barn or cave where Jesus was born. We look for him in the faces around our tables, in the faces on the other side of Zoom or FaceTime. We look for Jesus in the mirror in the ones we love, in the ones we struggle to love. We look for him in the brokenness, in the adoption stories that are yours and mine, because we're all an adoption story in faith, adopted by God through Jesus Christ, who came as a baby boy. As we lift our candles tonight, my hope is, that not only will we hold our candle, but we will be holding that candle as a representation of Jesus who came to be the light of the world, that we should never be in the darkness, but know the truth. You see that little boy who brought me baby Jesus. He didn't come to me and say, me? like it was a question, he came to me and said, me, mama, me. Truth, proclamation. After our earlier service, I shared with some people that I got a text from him because he and his wife and their six-month-old, right, he was watching, um, were watching online from Ohio And the text said, it's me. It's me, Mama. And then, of course, he added a picture of his baby son holding a candle and said that Charlie fell asleep through the whole service, but when silent night came, he was awake and he held his candle as any six-month-old might do that. It's me. It's me, Mama. It's me, it's you. Wherever you go, wherever you find yourself, you and I, we are made in the image of God and held in everlasting love forever. And so we come back again and again to receive from the table, to hear the word proclaimed, to hear the music, to remind us we are not lost, we are May it be so. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. In the beginning, you created light to shine in the darkest night. The light of each day reminds us that you are with us always, bringing hope in the midst of fear. On this night, we remember brilliant. Light of the star you set in the sky, pointing to the sign of your love made flesh. We look around for the flickering lights in this space. We are reminded that your spirit moves. 
holy, holy Lord, God of power and might. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You sent your son, Jesus, your message made flesh to dwell among us, bringer of hope, prince of peace, cup of joy, bread of love. Through Jesus, you gave birth to your church and sealed a new covenant by water and the spirit. With more anticipation and awe than any gift under our tree can give, we remember your gift of love and grace for all. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you. He gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this often, remembering me. And so as we celebrate the birth of hope anew, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Touch us, O God, with your transforming power. Open us to your promise of resurrection from fear and death. In receiving these elements, let us become your messengers of hope in an anxious world. In all that we say and do, make us one in this purpose, O God, and make us one in your Son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I invite you to take this cup, and you may remove your mask carefully for these few minutes. And on one side, you'll see that there's a little cracker, I invite you to open it and take the cracker out, the body of Christ broken for you. And the blood of Christ shed for you. Thank you. 
And now may God, who sent the stars and put them in the sky, take you from this place and fill you with love and grace and a sense of God being with you. In a few minutes, it will be Christmas. May Christ come to you, and may your night and your day be blessed. Go in peace. Go and be careful. Drive safely, and go hearing this from me. Merry Christmas.